You are listening to the Mother Crushers podcast with CA and Corey. So pull up your high-waisted yoga pants, ladies. Let's do it. It's highly inappropriate, Corey. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the Mother Crushers. Hey. Hi. CA here. And Corey. Oh, Corey. Hi. I'm here. She's, she, she's, t- she's chugging some black coffee. I am. And holding a baby. And holding a, a mother's baby. mother's work is never done. We should say, and <laughs> Rooney. And Rue, babe. So, as always, you know, we always like to start off our episodes with telling you how we are crushing it for the week. Three different ways. So, I don't even know if I have three. I have... Right off the bat, I'm going to say that I did wash my hair today, <laughs> and the funny part is that I washed it, put product in it, attempted to fix it, didn't like how it looked, and put it back in a mom bun. <laughs> Been there, girl. <laughs> we are both there right now. I know. Actually, it's true. I did the same thing, too, the other day. I had great intentions. Great intentions. They just... Well, honestly, the truth is my mom bun looks better when I tried to fix it first. You know what I mean? Like, if I try to fix my hair first and then put it in a mom bun, the bun just looks more energetic. You got some texture. Yeah. I got some volume in my mm-hmm. mom bun. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I always do that. So, I thought I was really proud of myself for doing that this morning, though. So, during the middle of the day, I washed my hair. And so, I'm crushing it in that way. And then... You know, no big deal. I mean, it's really not <laughs> that big a deal. But I did kind of crush it this week by painting my entire body gold in order to raise awareness and fundraise for childhood cancer. Uh, no big deal. No big deal at all. No big deal. Gosh, y'all, stop it. <laughs> no, so. seriously, that's really amazing. <laughs> it's really amazing. And it was so cool to, like be there with you and kind of see, watch, you know, you do it and run. You were the videographer. I was the videographer. And and you're it, also in the background of like all the pictures that were posted by the school. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just so sweet to see those kids. They, they were so excited about helping. What the school did was amazing. What you did was amazing. And you get like a big old pat on your back. Do I get a gold star? You get a gold star it was a really cool thing and it was a very simple thing it was just this small decision you know i always want to encourage y'all that if there's anything you're passionate about or that you really care about or has a place really close and near and dear to your heart is that it really doesn't take a whole lot to come up with some little small crazy idea and just take small steps forward so i've been racking my brain on how i can raise a little bit more awareness and make it fun and get the community involved and it just popped in my head that maybe the principal at the girls school who detests glitter and i do too i totally understand that he's like a glitter phobia phobia Phobic. Phobia. <laughs> oh my what goodness was that? gracious, my southern slipped out of me. <laughs> he has a glitter phobia. And, you know, so he agreed to let the kids. Oh my gosh, look at her walking. Sorry, I got distracted by the walking baby. So funny to see babies that little walking. walking. She is doing it. Look at her. Oh, girl. She's like, look at me. <laughs> look what I can do. Look what I can do. <laughs> But anyway, so the principal decided that he would let them dump glitter if we raised a certain amount. They set the goal at 2000 
And we did it. I went, I hopped around, painted like the St. Jude Fairy, glitter and gold, and took donations and let the kids. There happens to be a little boy at this school named Andrew Hart who has been battling DIPG, which is an incurable brain tumor. There's no cure, and it's there's a 0% survival rate. And he's doing well, and so we let him come up and be the one to dump the last bottle of glitter on the principal, and it was just amazing. So Everyone fun. was crying, and it was wonderful. And so I consider that an actual mother crusher moment you did it i did it girl you real you real crushed it girl you real, real crushed it. it's so weird to have actual real ones <laughs> okay and then Actually, we'll say, you have something else i have one more thing oh, okay what one more it? thing so i also spent um all day monday and tuesday morning narrating the audio book for my new book oddly enough what? which was super cool and way harder that I think anyone probably realizes it is. It was so hard to breathe and read and pay attention and not mess up and not burp. I burped <laughs> so many times. <laughs> it's so hard. And I could hear it gurgling. Like you can yeah. hear it because you can hear everything with your headphones on. So I could hear it when my burp was coming. And I'd just be like, wait a minute. I got a burp. Burp break. Excuse me. That's so cool. Though. And I asked him if he'd ever had anyone um, fart while they were in there. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's what I would have said to you. That's where my head would have gone. I couldn't wait to ask him that. And he was like, if you need to, go ahead. I was like, well, I will. But I don't need to. But maybe I do. But I'm just, we're not that close yet and he was telling me a story about how there was this um a well-known she was like a gorgeous he said she's just beautiful and she's a um actress or she was an actress and she was in there doing a recording and he said he didn't realize he had the mic on so that she could hear him too and that he let one room and that a few minutes later she kind of just stopped and said can you please turn off the audio in there so i can't hear That is my worst fear. I have such a fear of accidentally farting in public. That's like, I seriously have issues with, I get anxiety about it when it's like really quiet because I have a tendency to embarrass the crap out of myself in those moments, you know? I'm glad you didn't fart during your audiobook. I didn't. I didn't. Congratulations. So that's another question, Roman. I didn't fart while I was recording my audiobook, so no little toots in there for you when you listen to it. (laughs) Um, but then I came home from doing some pretty cool things all week, you know, like the childhood cancer awareness and raising that money. And we're at like $36,000 raised for St. Jude, which is amazing in memory of my niece who passed away from it. So that means a lot to me. And then recording, not only writing, but recording a book. And then I came home though. And I honestly like have felt like kind of a failure. (laughs) (laughs) this week we've both kind of had some struggles this week um just because you know like my house isn't necessarily picture perfect and I have a you know mount came home to a mountain of laundry and I haven't really I don't know like I've bathed but like you know sometimes you just have weeks where you just like you look around like I could maybe do a little better (laughs) Yeah, I totally get that. I'm also having one of those weeks. <laughs> we both are. It's Do we need rough. to cry? Do we just have a good cry while we're on this episode? This one might, this one might be a downer, guys. Stay tuned. <laughs> all the tears. Can we all, like, all the listeners, all you mother crushers out there, sometimes you just need a good cry, so... Let's just do it. Let's just drink coffee and get sad. <laughs> Let's get real sad today. Um, okay, Caroline. Well, I um, was off ending world hunger while you were doing all those cool things. I thought you might be. 
You're so working inspired. on that Miss America resume, right? <laughs> I would crush it at that Miss America. No, question. you really would. You did. What? <laughs> you did. I have an actual answer. Me? Um, no, I wouldn't. I was not curing world hunger. What is important I, to you? Well, I advocate for curing childhood cancer. Follow that, girl. <laughs> Um, how did I crush it this week? Well, um, let's talk about this. So. I can't wait to talk about this. I'm going to let's talk about this. Let's it's been ahead. just weighing on my mind for about a week now. So last, I think, what, what was it? Last week I was on your Facebook live oh, with dear. you. <laughs> oh, can't let it go. It's still there. Um, you still haven't forgotten about it. I didn't see this. I mean, I got on and I talked to you for a minute. We were playing volleyball and I didn't see this, but we have this one hilarious friend of ours. Shout out, Sydney. Hello. <laughs> she's so funny. And dry sense of humor. She's got the driest, funniest sense like, of humor. Makes no facial expression while saying the most ridiculously funny thing. And it's usually at your expense. <laughs> and anyway... So, Sydney, I'm, I'm at her house one day, and she's like, oh, uh, so I'm surprised I didn't hear you say anything about this comment I saw when you were on live with Carol Ann. And I was like, what are you talking about? She goes, oh, you didn't see it? Uh, somebody said you looked like just somebody. And I was like, what? And she goes, oh, here, I screenshot it for you. <laughs> and she shows me, and she has it circled. Uh, somebody said that I looked just like Sally Jesse Raphael. Do y'all know who that is? Do you know who that is? Which, I mean, I know who that is. Because I said, I asked you, I said, is that the talk show host? Mm -hmm. The talk show host. I was like, but how do they compare you to her? Because in all honestly, there's really no similarity. But the strawberry, like she has like strawberry blonde hair, you said. Mm -hmm. So kind of strawberry tint mm-hmm. it was the glasses Corey. if that's the all it was it was just the glasses it wasn't the fact that she's um like 82 and i thought she was 82 in the 90s when we saw her on tv <laughs> you <laughs> know that i have some meaningful beauty moisturizer that just came in if you want to borrow it i mean if you're wondering how i'm crushing it i'm crushing it because i didn't go you didn't respond. I didn't respond. You didn't respond. I didn't go Tasmanian troll on you, girl. You didn't I did. Your, your ginger didn't come I, out. My ginger didn't come out, and it wanted to because I had a bunch of comebacks. But I was like, no, you lock it up, and you put that energy into some anti-wrinkle cream. <laughs> there you go. You take all that energy for all those tears you shed, and yeah. you, you apply it to something positive. That's how you handle it. You know your- I got a temper. You got to watch it with those comments. You I know. Watch it. You've got to, yeah, that's how you heal. That's how you heal your pain when someone hurts you so deeply like that. At least you don't get compared to like Darlene from Roseanne. I'm sorry. Sally Jesse Raphael might be a little bit worse than Darlene. <laughs> it might be on a scale of one to 10. I'm thinking it might be worse. I get compared to people all the time. So that one, there's a, there's a guy actor who somebody had said, and it was like, actually, you're really taking a dig at me with that one. <laughs> it was the dude that does like, what was that movie with him and Jack Black? And they like, it's back in the day, like, like with dinosaurs, oh, cavemen. Some... what is his name? Know. He's like a comedic actor. Is it Michael something? Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. Yeah. Somebody said I look. Somebody was like, oh, is this Michael Sarah doing a new <gasps> comedy movie where he plays a girl? No. <laughs> 
was like, thanks, guys, because I'm really, like, so self-conscious <laughs> about my nose as it is. <sighs> so rude. People are so nice. I don't even care. He's cute. I'm not losing sleep <laughs> over it, like, every night before He should bed. be flattered to look like me. Not like <laughs> Jessie Raphael would just mm-hmm. die if she knew people thought that he looked like her. She would. My be... friends have been calling me Sally lately. It's messed up. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Well, thank you for giving me that idea. I'm going to call you Sally the entire rest of this episode. <laughs> Sid's doing too. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Um, so that was your first oh way yeah, to crush it. That was my first way. Can I just say how many people enjoyed getting to know you better last week oh. with your uh, nipple piercing story? <laughs> that might have been huh? the best moment. The best Mother Crushers moment that we've had was that it has to be that story. And I just can't wait for you to reveal even more. <laughs> there is a lot. So much so to discuss. Much. Talk uh, amongst yourselves. My second way of crushing it. Oh, this one. Um, I checked my mail. And I hadn't checked it for like two weeks. Because mail gives you anxiety. Mm-hmm. I have like, a very serious mail phobia this applies to emails this applies to messenger messages it i notifications the notifications. little the little red mm-hmm. notificator is your worst enemy right yes but in particular probably the worst of it is in my mailbox i hate getting it and piles I of it. it piles of it and i think it stems probably from when mike were in a really rough patch years ago and all I was ever getting was like bill collectors, you know, like bill, cl- bill collectors. Bill cl- I, can't, I can't even say the word. <laughs> bill collectors. <laughs> I can't even say it. I can't say it without. Bagging. I know. It was like that, but that was all, you know, that was all it was. Bills, bills, bills. And so, yeah, I just, I hate I'm it. I'm an independent woman. <laughs> well, I wasn't. You then. see these bills? I paid them. <laughs> You see these bills? I stuck them away in a drawer and forgot about them. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I do that with my girls' um, art. Yeah. So, so I'm, yeah. Like art projects they do at school. Mm-hmm. I just, it's at the point where I'm like, I, I don't fawn over them anymore. There's so many that mm-hmm. I'm like, you can't okay. save everything. Yeah. Like, but I'll just take away. a picture of it. And maybe we'll, like, at some point, let Shutterfly send me a you know, mm-hmm. picture book with all the pictures of your art. Cause right. right now it's all stuffed under the sink in the kitchen. Like if you open my cabinet door in the kitchen, all of their art just kind of pops out of it <laughs> like a confetti popper, but with artwork. So, you know, we have to say this, you know, Corey's at this point where um, she's got, how old is Rooney now? Rooney is 10 months. She's about to be 11 months pretty soon. And she is, she will not let Corey put her down. She has to be touching Corey. True story. All the time. Like, she just tried to put her down in the playroom with all these wonderful toys that I have <laughs> in there. Um, and she just isn't having it. So, the whole time we're recording this episode, Corey has Rooney in her lap trying to play with the uh, microphone. <laughs> Which is very much my life. All that's, the time I now. honestly, I feel like that's how your mother crushing it right now. Like, you're recording a freaking podcast with a baby in your lap and you're handling it like a champ. And I was editing photos right before. Yes. I mean, <laughs> so Corey, thanks. what y'all might not know about Corey is that, you know, she left a, you know, nine to five. Um, where she went to an office and sat down and worked and she left it so that she could pursue photography, which I thought was 
so awesome when she did that. I was like, I was so proud of her because I think it takes so much guts and courage to leave what's comfortable and reliable and take a chance on something mm-hmm. you feel like deep down you're, you're talented at, but you just don't know, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, you feel like you're good at it, but there, it's a risk, happen. right? Right. It's totally. vul- you're being vulnerable when you do that. And so I was so proud of her when she did that. And, and little, what happened was she became one of the like most favorite photographers oh, in well. town. Oh, well, don't stop that. Oh my gosh. That could be your Miss America pageant answer. Oh, well, oh well, <laughs> not me. Let me tell you about me. <laughs> um, but she did, she, she does really great at it. And, and you know, oh, that took a lot. Gosh. And then it was, Hey, I think, I feel like I really enjoy writing this blog. So she started blogging and then it was, Hey, let's do a podcast. And it takes a lot. It really takes a lot for, you know, moms, especially, you got four little girls to take risks like that and to pursue what you feel like is your calling in your life. And, and you're doing really great well, at it, friend. thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I think it's important to have friends who will, you know, support you in your, in what, whatever it is you're pursuing out of life and encourage mm-hmm. you and, and believe. be a good cheerleader because yeah. that is something that you are one, you're so amazing at Carolyn. You have oh. been the best cheerleader always for me. God, what's happening right now? What's happening? Are <laughs> like a just... love fest. Carolyn, you know, <laughs> when we started the episode, we were both just like, I am so tired. I am not, I just, I can't today. I'm feeling mm-hmm. depressed this week. And then it's just like, oh, I just love you. <laughs> but that's what you need in life is somebody to pump you up and be like, you, you're really doing amazing things. Right. And you are, yeah. Carolyn. You might not be like, crushing it at the dishes but right. you're making a difference in the world and mm-hmm. you know that's important and that matters <laughs> uh, you're getting your face is starting to match your hair <laughs> you know how I am somebody about asked about your hair they they asked if that was if you ever color it or if that's just natural I had a message it might be the same girl I had a message yeah. from someone asking me and so I sent him if you find me on Facebook, one of my old profile pics is me as a kid. Chucky. Hashtag Chucky. Yeah, hashtag Chucky. She looks like a Chucky doll. So um, I was an unfortunate looking child with some crazy Your hair was actually red even hair. redder as, It was. As a it lightened up a lot. But yeah, I just sent her that picture and I was like, I was uh, born this way. <laughs> yes, girl. All natural. All natural. What uh. box color do you use? It's all natural. <laughs> it's all me. Lucky. It's called in my DNA. <laughs> Um, and none of her babies have red hair. No. And the the fourth one who's named Rooney, somebody asked me about my kids' names. Rooney actually means redhead, and that was part of the Does reason. Does it really? Yeah. It's part of the reason why I picked it, too, because I was like, oh, I'm going to get that redhead juju out there. It's going to yeah. like come to fruition. But um, it didn't. She doesn't have red hair. If that worked, people would be naming their kids, like, super quiet and obedient. Right? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you name your little girl? Obedient. It worked like a charm. Just everything I tell her. <laughs> What's your name? Your daughter. Listens. Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna take care of me one day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right? Famous YouTuber. Uh, so, so, is that your final way of crushing? No, that was my you second. had another one. I got another one. Oh um, my gosh. And it kind of is going to go into what we're talking about today. But like we've said, mm-hmm. I, we both have had kind of a down week. It's yeah. been rough. Um, I'm still getting over being sick, which is crazy. My little baby has had a hard time and I kind of just felt like I was really done. You know, I was just like, 
laying on the floor, done for the day. My kids were all around me. And I can remember thinking, like, do I ever remember my mom like this as a kid? Like, can just I? exhausted. Like, just out, just, like, do what you want because I'm just right here on the floor and I can't move, you know? Yeah. And I, and I can't. And so then it made me feel like a failure and... I was just, I was spent. But anyway. We are our own worst enemy. Right. Like the way we just, see That ourselves. negative talk, it's yeah. terrible. So I um, I actually just had this moment of clarity and was like, just get up. Just get up. Go put on some music you like and stop doing what the you're doing. The negative thought train. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stop laying on the ground for this second and just put on some music. And if that is the only thing positive that you can do right now, Maybe that would help. It and matters. It did. Yeah, it yeah. did. It was really nice to like just hear something I like to hear. And it and uplifts it, your spirit. It did uplift my it, mood. It, it certainly you. did. So, because someone asked, you know, what do y'all do when you are down? How do you get out of it or get through it? Mm-hmm. And I mean, there have definitely been days where I didn't, where I just let it oh, swallow yeah. me whole, and I didn't get off the couch all day, and I didn't cook, and I didn't really even acknowledge anyone in my house because I was just so low mm-hmm. that day. And then, and inside my head thinking, you're terrible. Like, right. get up. Like, you're a mom. You don't get to do this. Get mm-hmm. up. And and you don't get to be sad. And you don't get to, you know, have a down day where you just can't do all the things that people think you're supposed to be doing. Right. Um, if, you're, if you're a good mom, you should be cooking them dinner every night. You should be paying attention to every single story they want to tell you. All three of them. All at once. And you should be happy about it. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't that day. There's, so there's definitely been days where I didn't get through it that day. Right. But... The day passed and mm-hmm. you, you know, get up the night. I try really hard, like what you did, you put some good uplifting music that lifted your spirits. And that's something that you can do every day. You can wake up every day and you can either put on some good music. I honestly really love listening to motivational speakers. Mm-hmm. It really helps me. And I don't. <laughs> Except for me. Except for you. I do it for me. I read your book. And honestly, Caroline, I'm not going to lie. Like, the first two chapters, the one about the victim mentality is kind of what got me up off the floor because I did read. Yeah, I'm not kidding. I I really took that to heart and I was like, okay, I'm sulking. Like, just get up. I don't need to be this right now. And you have it in you to Mm -hmm. do it. That right. doesn't mean that you're, you know, terrible, though, if you have a day where you don't. Where you can't. We have those days sometimes. And, mm-hmm. you know, look, I feel really, I, I like, single moms, you really don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel for you, man, because I mean, it's not like my husband's hyper-involved, but if I'm having a day where I'm, like, I'm I'm literally locking myself in my room and I'm not, de- I can't deal today, mm-hmm. he has to do it. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like he has to, like, step in. And it's like, y'all don't have even the option. And so I feel for y'all. I think it's so important to do, like, like, well, Corey said she read something in my book that helped her. So, like, find a book, though, that really resonates with you and I think like pursuing outlets that are positive when there's so many negative ones Mm -hmm. is an effort and so you do have to make an effort to get yourself out of it it's not going to be easy it's it's going to be something that you actually have to take some small action steps toward so it's certainly a lot easier to go the negative route and be like all right I've had a shitty day I'm going to have a drink at the end of the day and 
Mm-hmm. I've been there quite a few times. Yes. You know? Yes, you, yes, you have. <laughs> it's a, you up text. <laughs> you up. <laughs> no, Corey, it's one in the morning. I'm not up. But I yeah. am, and I'm sulking in some sadness. I mean, I've been there, and so I certainly don't want to, like, come off like we're saying, get out of it. You can just get out of it. Because no. sometimes it it's really hard. Like, really yeah. hard. And we had somebody ask us about... How do you deal with depression and anxiety as a mom? Somebody asked specifically about postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. I personally didn't experience postpartum specifically. Mm -hmm. Did you? Yes. So (laughs) very much. I'll let you take that one. Well, I mean, I had the typical like I'm just tired and wore out and maybe mm -hmm. just a little down, but not depressed. Here's the thing. Um, My story with depression. It's a long one, and it goes back. It goes way back. It goes way back. The long lineage of the family. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so true. So does mine. Um, but I would say me starting to be depressed happened 10 years ago, and that was when I had a brother that took his life. Um, terrible, awful, gut-wrenching thing that I went through, that my family went through, that I still find myself up at two in the morning crying trying to process it like yeah. it's never gonna go away and how and how long ago did that happen 10 years ago 10 years yeah uh, I mean it's and just it's, grief it, it's, yeah. it it's, pops up you know when you least expect it and I mean before that happened I could tell you I was probably maybe a little anxious but I never struggled with depression but after that happened I spiraled and I spiraled really fast mm-hmm. um I I did a lot of negative things, a lot of negative things, a lot of, I chose to... Like self-destructive Self-destructive behavior, behavior. yes. Drinking, um, lots of things, you know. Things Uh, we shall not mention. Promiscuity. I mean, I don't, I'm going to be open because it's true. Like, I, I didn't seek help in... I didn't seek help for a while, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I got pregnant that same year, guys. That's when I got pregnant with my first child, the same year my brother killed himself. And mm-hmm. and then I was I was not processing anything right, okay? Like, or not, and not dealing not with Not dealing it. with things how I should. Um, and so, you know, if you can imagine me just losing my brother, getting pregnant with somebody that I wasn't actually really with at the time, you yeah. know? It was a lot. It just kind of just we just started talking. You yeah, know? Um, and, and now and that this is now her husband. This so is now my husband. It worked, it worked out. out. <laughs> yes, um, but it was a rough year. So I was depressed while I was pregnant with my first child. I was insanely depressed afterwards. I mm-hmm. thought, um, I thought something. I could convince myself something bad was going to happen to her. To be honest with you, and I think that was a lot of like. PTSD from that shock of what happened to us, you know, yeah. like you didn't expect that. And so I was like, this can't go good for me. Why would it go good for me? Nothing has gone good for me, you know? Yeah. And, um, I did not, I started doing group therapy actually. Well, that's actually extremely positive because a lot of people will not like either don't want to admit that, that this is what's going on, mm-hmm. like, or maybe aren't even sure, is this actually depression or am I just sad or am I just crazy? Right. And the fact that you took an action step to go seek help, mm-hmm. that's a big deal. And that right. there might be a lot of moms listening or just women listening in general who are at that place where it's like, 
And maybe... it doesn't even take a tragedy to get to that place. No, you not know? at all. Like it's certain. It's, it's it can something... be it's very much can be genetics. Yes, I mean, right. our, the women in my family have a long history of battling um, depression, um, uh, like bipolar. Um, gosh, you name it, we've got it. Right. So um, after oh. I would say, so then I had Jovi, then I had Teddy, um, and then I had Rooney. After, after tell I, them how old your girls are right now. Um, Nine. <laughs> I gotta think about it. Sorry. <laughs> Nine, seven, four, and almost eleven months. But um, crushed it. Crushed it. It's like going to the doctor's office, and right? Like, and they ask what you are the their birthdays. birdies. Like, uh, why did I you, schedule you go all blank of them the same? Can day? I tell you this real quick? Okay, so the day I went and got medicine, I finally took myself to the dang doctor, you know, mm-hmm. and then I went and got medicine. <laughs> I was so out of it. The. uh pharmacy lady the sweet pharmacy lady was like what's your birthday and i say five five twenty eight and she just looks at me like and no, i'm like honey like no 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 this is my birthday i'm sorry i do know when my birthday is and yeah. it's five twenty eight eighty six. thank you i told them one time i took all three of mine in and they asked for you know the name of the patient but i had all three of my girls with me and i listed all of the people in my life other than the per the child of mine that was there for the appointment. I mean, I listed like my dog. The- <laughs> like, sorry, I can't. Can we start over? Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. Presley, just answer them for her. What's like, your for me, please. Presley, just tell them. <laughs> Bless her heart. Yeah. But so anyway, anyway, um, so after after the experience I had with Benny, I didn't I didn't really want it to get to that point. So I um. I had the doctor prescribe me medication right after I had the baby so that I could have that that um, as a cushion in case yeah. it got there again. Um, what would you say was the moment um, after you had Benny mm-hmm. that you were like, okay, I need to, I probably need to go see somebody or I need to go to therapy? Well, so. Did you have like a moment that was like, okay, I have to do something about this? The thing with that at that time in my life, I, I have an aha moment, but it's later down. It's later. But when I started going to group therapy, um, my parents had been going and it was something that really, um, it was all people that had lost somebody to suicide. And so um, it was very helpful for them and just to talk to other people who could relate. And I just, I wasn't okay. You know, like I just crying all the time nothing it was a mess you know were you like were you struggling with um having feelings of connection with the baby or anything like that or were you having um were you enjoying having a newborn at all for me it wasn't not having a connection it was me being scared that I was going to do something wrong and basically kill her like yeah not like because I was mad because that I would mess up. But Rooney's not having Rooney's it. He's like, I don't she's like officially, She's officially done. No, with this I, I was scared. My husband, he was so helpful. He um, he would give her a bath. I was scared I'd break her giving her a bath. I, I couldn't change her clothes. I was you, like, you were just constantly scared you were going to break her. Yes, I was constantly, which is very typical. A lot yeah. of new moms feel that way. Um, it was just a little bit extreme, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, and, and it had a lot to do with what I had just been through, you yeah. know, like looking back now, I know that's where this was coming from because right. I just was convinced something was going to be wrong. But like, 
Which you like in your like outside of yourself, you're thinking this is not normal. Like this, right. this is not a, this is a level of right worry that is not mm-hmm. typical. My um, so really a couple years ago, this isn't even postpartum related. This was before I was even pregnant with Rooney. So this is your aha moment. This is was kind of yeah. really interested in that. Well, it's not even a moment. It's just like a time in my life. What I think is can be very dangerous, and what I see a lot on social media are people saying things like, "I saw a meme once that was like, working out is the." best antidepressant ever and I feel like comments like that or you should just be praying harder and you can Mm -hmm. come out of it comments like that are seriously dangerous like um there are some people who that works very well for okay and not that it won't help not that it won't help I'm not not saying that only it is sometimes for some people not everybody's going through the same you same thing you are nobody feels things the same not everybody feels things the same way you did so yeah. if one thing worked for you working out doing oils whatever like that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work just amazingly for someone else it right. obviously could help yes i mean i mean but, obviously yeah like when you work out you tend to feel better mm-hmm. But it's it's like sometimes though when you are actually seriously depressed, it it's I know it's hard to describe if someone's never felt that way, mm-hmm. but you literally feel like you physically can't do it. Exactly, you feel like you can't even brush your teeth. Mm-hmm. Like I would have the hardest time just getting myself to take a step off of my couch. Right, and I wasn't even. Like, I didn't necessarily want to be laying down, but I just, like, I felt like I couldn't move. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, it can be crippling to an extent. And and people who haven't actually felt it can't comprehend it because right. it just doesn't make sense to them. And not even necessarily saying those people that say those comments haven't felt it. I'm just saying that but don't act like that's don't the act one like way. that's all that somebody needs to do and my point i guess or i was put saying the, that like blame on them and that's why it's dangerous it. you're putting that guilt like somebody's thinking well if that's all i need to do why can't why am i not doing it i'm worthless and know? then that that continues yes. the negative thought train exactly. and which is extremely that's what you have to get away from is those negative thoughts when you because that's what a lot mm-hmm. of depression anxiety is consumed by is negative th- thoughts that you feel like you can't control that are mm-hmm. just consuming. Your brain's lying to you. Yes, <laughs> your brain is. It's, it's really. I mean, that's why they do refer to it as a, a mental illness, not like oh, you're a psychopath, you need to be in a right hospital with a straitjacket on, but that like you can't control what's happening inside mm-hmm. of your head. And I guess what I was getting at with my moment was that two years ago when it was probably the worst it had been for me. And I know a lot of it is situational. I'm very busy with work. I have a lot of kids. I overwhelm money, you know, everything overwhelm. A lot of it's situational. I was working out more than I ever had. I was eating better than I ever had. You know, that you felt great. I felt great physically. Yes. Um, I, but you still have down but days. I still, could not get myself out of it. So I did decide after talking to my mom, talking to a doctor, I got a therapist, which helped so much. So much. So much. And I I, I would recommend anybody go to therapy for, even yeah. if you're not like 
going through something. I think everyone should have a therapist. I do Everybody too. should. It's not embarrassing. <laughs> no. Basically what you're doing is you're getting everything mm-hmm. out of you. So it's not rooted down inside of you, creating all of this, this negative ball of energy that seeps out of you in self-destructive behavior. Right. It's helping talking about that. People ask me this all the time about how getting through grief with when we lost Ansley mm-hmm. and uh, not just with loss though, with anything that you're going through and that you're, you know, struggling with, if you don't deal with it, it really does plant this seed inside of you that will just consume you yeah. and it, and you end up doing things that are harming you. They might, you know, make you feel better in the moment, but they harm you like in the long run. So you right. feel better now, but you're hurting later and the problem is still there. Exactly. So like when you try to handle it with uh, whether it's drinking or drugs or um, just uh, you know not ta- not dealing with eating, mm-hmm. sometimes I, I'm binge eating. That is my thing. I eat. I will try. I will eat my emotions all day long mm-hmm. when I'm stressed out. All of these things are hurting you. Oh my gosh, you're so <laughs> unprofessional, Corey. Like, how do you not know not to put your phone on silent? Killing me, you bringing a baby is. into the like, <laughs> bringing a baby, a baby so and then not turning your phone off. But you know, it's 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 important to talk about it. It's important to write write mm-hmm. it out, journal. It's just these are just ways to get it out of you, right? So that you're less likely to use it to harm yourself. Yes, basically. Um, I I also like to say when I tell people this story. I did go to therapy, you know, for a while, and I still was having some real problems, real issues that I couldn't get worked out at the time. And so I was telling her, you know, what does this mean? Like, I, I feel like I should be able to fix this without medication. Like, I feel like I'm doing everything. You want to. I want to do it without medication. I feel like I'm trying everything I can to do it without medication. And she's like, stop. You are wanting me to tell you that it's okay to be on medication. And she said, that is totally up to you and it is okay. You know, Mm -hmm. like sometimes we need it. Sometimes it's literally, you've all heard it. It's a chemical imbalance, whatever. So I, my point is, is I got on the medication after just fighting myself with it forever. And I felt amazing within weeks my whole family saw a different person i needed it yeah and some people need it you know there's nothing wrong with that and you know and and listen me being like i am absolutely a woman of faith and Mm -hmm. y'all know this if you do follow me on any on any of my platforms you know i love the lord but i truly feel like it is such a mistake to act like um you know oh if you have faith you won't need that i think that god puts um actually puts people on this earth to help you through that for a reason. You know, like I feel like that, that might be the avenue he provided for you, for you to get through what it is you're going through. And it's not for, it doesn't mean everyone needs to pop some pills. No, not at all. You don't, that's not what we're saying. It's just don't do your shame other people. Yes. Yes. Don't make them feel like they should be able to get out of it. If you have no idea if they can or not. And I think as far as, you know, with mom, how moms are, where moms are concerned with, you know, what other people think of you. And everyone has to remember that we're moms, but we're human beings. Mm-hmm. And we're human beings with things that we're dealing with outside of motherhood as people. And sometimes, you know, I think people just go in on 
go in on you on that one thing. Well, you're a mom, so you should do this or you should do that. You should do this. And it's like, let's not discount the fact that I'm also a person who has feelings Mm -hmm. and that I can have down days and I can have um, all the emotions. And there are some times where, yeah, my husband needs to step in and give me a breather. (laughs) Some days you have to ask for help because... I mean, sometimes it can just even be like your best friend can come over and help Mm -hmm. you or, you know, and there might be some people listening who are like, I literally have nobody. Well, that's when you, that's when you really need to find a, an outside source that helps you lift up a little bit, whether it's music, like we talked about, uh, I like motivational speakers, a good book, um, just like your, whatever it is that you need to listen to or hear, listen to it. You know, even if it's this podcast, whatever (laughs) it is, you know, like just find something that that really helps you just breathe for a moment. I think just breathe is the biggest thing. Just take a breath, you know, because you're going to be okay. You're going to get through it. I mean, all these horrible hard times that you've had. You got, you got through it. I mean, you're here right now and you're okay. Yeah. So it's like so much comfort in knowing that. You will still continue to get through whatever's in, whatever's ahead of you, um, no matter what it is, no matter what's thrown at you. You're gonna get through it, and you'll be better for it. You'll learn through it. I mean, if you hadn't had that uh, experience with your brother, and been willing to talk about it today, I guarantee you there were people listening who were like really needed to hear that, you know. And mm-hmm. that's the beauty. That's what they say, the beauty in the ashes. You know what right. I mean? It's where you can make, you can bring something good out of a really horrible experience. But it takes a certain type of person to be willing to, you know, open that wound up and talk about it so that somebody else can know they're not alone, you know? And I think that's what you and I both really felt. Like, I don't know what what happened, what was in the air, but I felt like this episode needed to happen needed to talk about this and I do truly feel like somebody needed to hear us say that we are having a hard time right yeah and it's okay you know know, we do a lot of fun like we have fun we're Mm -hmm. for the most part really positive Mm -hmm. and we keep it light and we laugh a lot but we are just like everyone else like I think that might be one thing people don't know about me someone had said I don't even know what to ask you, Carol Ann, because you tell us everything about you. Well, one thing people might not know is just how low I can get and how, like, my I battle. This is an ongoing effort every day. So any any advice you ever hear me or Corey give you, it's we're feeding you off our own plate. We have to eat our own words and remind ourselves of these things all the time. It doesn't mean that, you know, we're crushing it every single day. Right. I'm like, get up, Melissa, to music. Have a great day. <laughs> no. <Dance party. laughs> no. That is not my every day, I promise you. No. Like, there's definitely days where I just sleep and let them... And and just listen, listen you. for a cry in the <laughs> yeah. distance, hoping and praying that Jesus is just going to take care of my kids for 30 minutes <laughs> while I sleep. Right. Oh, my goodness. So let's one thing we want to do as we um, as we're this far into it is take some questions. Did you have any questions that you saw that were asked on Instagram or Facebook that you thought, oh, I'd really like to tackle that one? Well, I had one from the other day. It doesn't really apply to this subject so much, but I just, I, I'd have to go back and find it. I wasn't 
prepared. Oh my gosh. Well, okay. So, um, rambling, rambling gambler. <laughs> I love y'all's Instagram names. <laughs> rambling gambler said, um, howdy from Texas. Howdy, rambling gambler. Um, how and when do y'all prepare for Christmas? <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Don't you dare say the C word to me right now. It's not even October yet. Girl, I Amazon everything a week before Christmas. I'm banking on that Amazon Prime and it all comes in at once. That's what I do. No joke. I'm the biggest procrastinator in everything and every aspect of life. So I will be Amazoning all my gifts. Two days before Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's um, how I am nailing it. So I am a procrastinator as well, and it is 100% my mama's fault. I am my mother's daughter in this area. I took that from her. She would take us. So I'm from um, Alabama, and in Birmingham, Alabama, there's the Galleria. And so on Christmas Eve... Every year, my mom would decide that's the best day to haul all of us out there to buy Christmas gifts. And this was back in the day when you could take your kids to the mall and be like, all right, everyone meet back here at the food court in two hours. And you would just go, you know, like go to Hot Topic because you were into the grunge thing at the time and, and, and look at black lipstick and <laughs> chokers and try to figure out what to do with yourself. Um, and, and then we would meet her back and she would just have all these bags and she would just have to do her best not to let us look into them. <laughs> And it was usually like, we were like so incredibly poor that it was like one year my sister got a hair dryer and um, I'm pretty sure I got like chapstick. <laughs> but you know, we were still so grateful. Um, but I, I'm, I like to go to, I usually end up going to Target. Probably like four days before Christmas mm-hmm. and just like grabbing three random things that I think they'll like. This year, I am determined just because I'm basically turning into a minimalist mom. That's what I'm saying anyway, where we're just really, they're going to get like some clothes, maybe a book and what do they call it? Something to read, something to, I don't know. The crunchy moms have it down. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Honestly, Sorry. we don't need anything else. We do not need anything else. We, I, My girls packed like two big black bag, trash bags of toys um, out of our playroom the other day. And there's still so much in there. So I'm just kind of like, you know, we're going to do- we're going to donate to charity instead of do Christmas presents this year. We're just going to donate to charity. Oh, that's sweet. We're going to say. Your kids are going to love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, not a, it's not about presents. Anyway, I just want to go on a vacation. <laughs> Let's just go to the beach. Let's just do that. No presents. We all just go to the beach. That would be actually that would be amazing. I think my girls could be. We're gonna be give it. We're giving experiences this year <laughs> instead, instead of gifts. Um, okay, so Viking Punk says was what, that on Instagram or Facebook? It's on yours. Actually, I'm stealing your questions. Okay. Because I'm juggling a lot of things right now, Caroline. Okay, just stop. Did y'all hear? Okay, y'all are gonna hear this weird, like <sighs> it's my baby weird breathing sound. Like it's me jumping around, bouncing. She's her. bouncing her, like running in place. So her feet. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's real though, right? She's burning it's cows. Real. Burning them cows. <laughs> Doing my squats. Okay, Viking Punk says, "What does your family schedule look like roughly? I struggle keeping a constant dinner time and bedtime." 
Oh, Viking punk. Can you read that again? Oh, okay. Hold on. What was that? She says, what does your family schedule look like, roughly? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I picked it. I just want you to feel better, Viking punk. Uh, I struggle keeping a constant dinner time and bedtime. Oh, my goodness. Viking punk. I have no schedule. <laughs> I have none. I am winging Chaos life. coordinators. Um, I do try to get them to bed by nine. I'll tell you that. Uh, Rooney doesn't go to bed by then. She's up with me partying all night long. Watching. Let Netflix. me tell you, I had an amazing schedule in place when I just had one child. Um, I, I, which honestly, I feel like some of that was just because I felt pressure to make sure that I did it exactly right because, you know, I really wanted to be a good mom. So I made sure that she always went to bed at the same time every night. And she was on a, like, she was even on a schedule, like, you're going to eat this piece of cheese at 10 o'clock every day. <laughs> and <laughs> I was on it, man. She, and that was great. And that's probably why she is now like the most responsible child I have. But, um, by the time I had, mm, by the time I was pregnant with my third, I kind of just was like, the whole world's not going to end if they don't go to bed at exactly 8 o'clock tonight. Like, who, who, it's okay if I Febreze them in the morning if sure. they don't bathe tonight. Like, sure. I'm just so tired. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, it is probably, I just wanted to let you know that we have no schedule. It is yeah, a little I mean, chaotic really at don't. my house. We have things going on for my Especially girls. when the kids have activities. Yeah. It's like, you really can't. You cannot have a set time that you're going to eat dinner every night when your kids have different sports or activities they're doing. Like, right. they, you really end up having to just run through a drive through and get them something on the way to or from practice or whatever. And they're, that's okay. It's not sure. like the 1950s where you're a crap mom if you don't have a home cooked dinner waiting for them at the steaming same time hot. every night. Every no, day. and you know here up here, like I noticed, like in Alabama, we would maybe eat dinner around maybe like seven, mm-hmm. and everyone here, like at least my hus- my husband's mom, she has it done by like five at the late. It's like five, which I, I always think is I'm like that's early. I'm gonna need another dinner in about three hours. <laughs> Again, I just did that last night. I was like, it was nine o'clock, and I had dinner early. We had dinner like four forty-five because I was up. We went through oh Sonic. God. Don't judge no, me. No. Don't you judge me. And then we went to practice, and then afterwards, <laughs> like we get home, it's like nine o'clock, and I'm like, I'm about to give me some cinnamon toast crunch. It's so good. <laughs> it makes me and so happy. Like, okay, dinner, all the co- honestly, all the meals really kind of give me anxiety sometimes like just feeling like I've always got to think of what everyone's going to eat and what they're what they want and it's got to be like okay with my husband too and it's all the decisions and so nothing makes me happier than picking my girls up from school and going right to Chick-fil-a they like like like, okay listen y'all you better get you want a 12 piece because this is going to be all you get the rest of the night I'm done (laughs) we're we're gonna eat Chick-fil-a and I'm done we're going home homework baths bed I'm not feeding you again today <laughs> what would we do without that chicken? I, I don't know. No, it's the crust, man. It's so good. It's so good. I eat my like. I like to. Um. I. My, it makes me happy that my youngest never finishes hers, so I can eat hers too. But like, I like to. <laughs> I like to lick my finger and mm-hmm. then rub it across the bottom of the box and get all the little crumbs, <laughs> yeah. the little crunchies. Those are my favorite. They are. If Chick Fil A so could just dump all the crunchies into a big container you. and give them to me, I, my life would be. Made. Just ask. They say my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> they <All right>. <laughs> 
So I hope y'all enjoyed today's episode. I feel like it's absolutely necessary to be encouraged to know that you're not alone, to resonate with your fellow mamas and women and people. And I just want y'all to know today that you are enough and that you are mother crushing it. And we love you a whole lot. We really do. All right. We'll see y'all next week. Okay, bye. Bye.